the interesting about music interesting thing about music is that it's like a piece of art that can inspire and like enhance other forms of art like film or like dance or just life just being yeah yeah You're listening to Having a Chat on CJRU in Toronto, the show where we take interesting people with interesting tastes in music and talk to them about the music that they love. All right, so on today's show, we're going to be chatting with musician, painter, and all-around creative powerhouse, Arielle Gold. Her music is vulnerable, deep, and very, very beautiful, and we're very excited to have her with us to chat about some music. This is Having a Chat. Um, but yeah, dude, thanks so much for, uh, for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. Um, so I want to kick things off. Um, you know, I was sort of biking around the city today at a bunch of errands to run and I was sort of trying to decide which tune of yours to kick things off with just, I was listening to kind of your whole catalog and, um, I wanted to kick things off with innocence, which is, you know, one of your more recent tunes, but it, mm-hmm. I, I really love the, the beat in it. Um, as well as your voice um but what can you what can you tell us about this tune um yeah i just like had this kind of epiphany um and i'm sure i was not the first one to have it but uh it was kind of like like a few months ago i was listening to a lot of like and i've always listened to a lot of very ethereal reverby hyper like quote fem like fem music or whatever um and yeah and I think that like I just started discovering a little bit of music that crossed that over with like trap elements and like the like you know the form of trap that's like pretty popular right now and I just thought that that was such a fucking cool juxtaposition and um Oh seven oh shakes album that you're gonna be playing like her big song off later mm-hmm. I think um, was a huge influence of that. Uh, there's a an artist in Montreal called Ellie Rose who has this song called uh, Rebel that's mm-hmm. also really that vibe. It's kind of like a little bit lo-fi, um, homemade, really just like you can tell that the artist is following their own like artistic intuition and not like trying to conform to any specific like market or whatever right i guess so i i mean i i guess (laughs) that brings me into a question about sort of like you know how how you approach recording like do you and this is sort of an like an increasingly interesting question like post covid where it's you know people are doing like all sorts of like bedroom demos and stuff like that like what's what's your process like on that front and like and how has that changed because of the pandemic that's a good question. Um, cause of the pandemic, it hasn't changed so much. Um, but in the past year, since I met my partner Wiz, uh, he's a producer as well. And like a rapper. Um, and at the time I was like doing a lot of live stuff. Like I have a heavy background in classical music and like I play piano and guitar and, you know, kind of write very acoustically. 
um, and I had done a little bit of um, of production at school. I actually had a class with with Jacob from Goodbye Honolulu, where oh, no way. they taught us a bit of production at my school, OCAD. Um, but he really like showed he showed me this app Splice, like the mm-hmm. samples kind of library where you can you know have a subscription and just get all these samples online. And basically just showed me how actually easy it is to like produce your own music. Uh, And I was already working with my producer, Arthur Pingree, who's based in New York, Mm -hmm. like Manhattan, um, for like, I've been working with him probably for like four years now. Um, But I always kind of like had this struggle where I felt like I didn't, have as much creative control in the production element of things as I wanted to. Um, I really like wanted to produce my own music, but like it just wasn't so accessible the way that he was doing it, which was like all my first albums and stuff were done in super proper recording studios in Mm. like Manhattan or Brooklyn with like fucking like super skilled, like live musicians, drummers Mm -hmm. and, um, guitarists and bass players and all that stuff um but this this kind of created about a year ago my first song that that, um i've released that i've produced myself was haunt me Mm. um and i yeah anyway i made that from i made that from like going on splice finding Mm -hmm. a few samples that i thought were really interesting contrasting each other a lot and like things that i things that I hadn't heard a lot. I've been kind of like obsessed with originality if there even is that, like if it's fucking possible to achieve. Um, I guess like I just want to kind of explore some like uncharted, seemingly uncharted territory for me. Um, And yeah, so now my process is a culmination of those things, which is uh, using samples from Splice and like software instruments on Logic Mm-hmm. Uh, and recording my vocals and writing everything at home. So I'll do like the first half of the production and recording and all the recording. And then like, I'll send the logic session over to my producer and he will like flush it out, mix it, make it sound nice. Yeah. So you're still like, you're still collaborating with people, but it, but it's, you sort of narrowed the scope almost like it, it, it really is sort of you focused in terms of like, like it, you know, you're doing everything and then sort of all the, all the technical stuff gets kind of outsourced to the producer. Yeah. But he's, he's fucking sick guy, Arthur. Like he's very, um, he's very creative. He's like influenced a lot of my music, it's creative direction. My first album, he basically like, you know, imagined all of it himself and like created it himself. And I mean, like I told him what kind of vibe like I wanted, but a lot of it was, you could tell it was a passion project for him. I was the first artist that he really produced, but before, before working with me, he was like a Grammy nominated film, uh, film score producer. Right. Like had a crazy catalog, um, like working with actresses and actors and famous artists like Sting and all those guys for um for film soundtracks right but he had never produced an artist album so my album my first album um weather which was never fully released so 
if you go on my Spotify, it's like the EP Grays and also right. like a few of my singles, like Teeth and Hands and Weather were all part of that like LP. Right. Um, <sighs> lost my train of thought. <laughs> you're talking about your producer and like why the full album isn't up there oh yeah i just i literally never released like the last song on the album which is called alexandra right. um i named it after my twin sister because it was just like it was an improvised it's an improvised piece that i need to like release i can just release it at any time i should just release it right. but um it's a uh, an improvised piece where I improvised like in a loop um, over itself with just like a shit ton of reverb. Um, I played guitar, an electric guitar, my cello because I grew up playing cello um, and just like two vocal tracks over each other. And it's like the most ethereal thing (laughs) ever. It was my guitarist's favorite like track on the album. Right. So like, what, what is it that sort of stops you from putting out music? Like, or, or, or rather, you know, a different way of phrasing that is like, you know, what's the sort of criteria that you have to meet in order to sort of feel okay with putting something out? Um, I think this, those are two like pretty different questions. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting on a lot of music. I can't lie. Um, and I have put a lot of music out. Um, I really, I really like my music to be up to a specific like standard of quality. And that was just because like, I got a really nice start, like my first demo that I recorded um, with Arthur was, you know, like really fucking great and um, high quality recorded and everything. So like, that's all I kind of knew of recording and I just, I kind of wish that I let myself release more music, like lo-fi demos and acoustic covers and stuff on SoundCloud. Like I do have a few secret little ones of those up, but like they feel <laughs> very personal. Like I don't really like to share them so much. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's like, I guess in terms of what I would want to release is like definitely something of like high production quality and high yeah. recording quality. Um, I definitely just kind of hold my work to that standard. But in the the case of Alexandra, like I was working at the time with a management company in New York and um, they were like marketing my music super hard, um, which worked really well. And I got a lot of traction in my first year releasing music. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like it was, it was like too much. I got, I got overwhelmed by the amount of, like feedback and like energy that was getting returned to me like over right. my work and like when they when I worked with them I felt like way too much emphasis was being put on like the exposure of the work and like the numbers coming back like surrounding plays and views and followers and all that shit and after a while I realized like that in itself like the focus on that value of like mm-hmm. promotion marketing was inhibiting my creativity like quite a bit um because you know if you're just worrying about what people are going to think about your work yeah, and not sure. just like making it then yeah 
Never you're not always going to take the route that's like the most creatively fulfilling. You're just going to kind of, you know, it's inevitable that you're going to get kind of trapped in this thing of like, you know, doing it for what other people's expectations are. Yeah. And, you know, so for a while, I just like, like I stopped, I wasn't recording music for quite a while because I was just like feeling like, you know, anything that I was feeling like such a perfectionist about it, anything that I could right. do, you know, wouldn't necessarily be like, quote, good enough. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that, um, that I, you know, realized that that just like wasn't working for me anymore. And I right. decided to like leave that management company and take the emphasis off promotion yeah. um, and kind of go back inward and just focus on creating because yeah. that's like one interesting thing that I think people often think about being an artist is that the fulfilling thing about being an artist will be like the validation, the outside validation you get, you know, from, right. from the world, from social media online, from just other people. But truly, like, I think that the happiest artists can be the ones who are totally not in the spotlight at all. Right. Just like, you know, people who are like working as producers or under like aliases and, mm-hmm. and don't have to, don't have to deal with that kind of ego aspect yeah. of things. I yeah, don't know. sure. Well, you know, and I, I hope that the, that the music, especially the music that you've put out since then, like, you know, speaks for itself, right? Like just that, you know, that you just being a creative person um, and doing it for no other reason than you like being a creative person. I hope that that's like, you know, and I suspect it is enough, like, but I, but that's, I think it's important to not lose sight of that. A hundred percent. Like it took me a bit of work to arrive at that conclusion, I think, but I've, I've never made a song out of any place besides that, like aligned creative yeah. moment. Yeah. We haven't sure. uh, right. listened to my song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. This is Innocence on CJRU. The world is changing. You're the only one who's staying the same. You're all alone. And you've only got yourself to blame. Don't call my fault. Unless it's to tell me that you've changed If love is wrong The innocent can cast the first stone
So yeah, let's let's kick off the lightning round. Um, so the first one is where'd you grow up? Toronto. All right, and uh, first concert. Oh fuck it! Oh my god, that's a great question. Pause. I need a second to think about this. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> first concert. Um, I've been playing like concerts and recitals like with my cello, I guess, since I was like right. legit four. Right. Um, but, and I attended like a lot of like those classical music concerts, but right. I think like the first concert that um, I attended like on my own accord would have been MGMT. Oh, nice. In fucking when I was in high school. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a time. Yeah, time. yeah. Or or like, I mean, that that's that was the first big concert I attended. Like before that, mm -hmm. I saw like some of my friends play at like Free Times Cafe, mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, for real. All right, sweet. Um, first album. Um, depends what you mean. First album. I mean, like, I was just like a troll on iTunes when I was like right. ten and got my first iPod and was just like fucking like downloading all the top 10 you know like t-shirt yeah. by Chantel and like Chris Brown like all that stuff um but I guess like my first like like solid album that I listened to all the way through and became like really connected with and obsessed with was um this song uh, this album grace by jeff buckley and i put the title song like in mm -hmm. yeah, yeah we're gonna to. listen to it yeah i found i found the cd in like my dad's drawer like in his bedroom Damn. and i was like can i have this yeah it's like sure and i just like i don't know i just played it on this cd player over and over again and was just like i feel you jeff buckley yeah <laughs> for real um guilty pleasure artist Oh, God. Um, I guess I just, I mean, like, I don't want to say anything's guilty, but, like, right. I really, like, I have a lot of dualities in, like, my music taste, I guess. So, like, on one hand, like, I love all this, like, these indie artists and stuff. And on the other hand, I, like, love, like, hard, like, nasty, like, grimy trap songs sometimes. Right. Like, <laughs> like, UK trap and like but especially um and people like kind of have made fun of me for this one but like he's this uh this toronto artist named lil beretti okay um and he's he actually just got signed by xl records he's like popping off and stuff right um 
but he has like one of those like voices that's just like it's like super sharp and like yeah assholey but like it's so hard and like right. it's, it's so good and when i play it my friends are like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, sometimes you got to keep your friends on, on their toes, you know, you just got to throw something in the mix that, uh, you know, keeps them guessing. Um, yeah. Next, next one is uh, Beatles or Stones. Beatles. All right. Too easy. Um, so uh, let's get into, uh, let's get into your song picks. Um, we're going to start things off with uh, Chelsea Hotel number two by Leonard Cohen. Uh, what do you like about Leonard Cohen? Well, obviously like he's a poet over a singer. Right. So I guess, like, I initially cl- connected with him because, like, when I started singing and playing guitar at the beginning of my journey into, like, being an artist mm-hmm. uh, of that sort, um, I really needed to, like, hear a lot of artists whose art spoke for them over the, like, quote, quality or talent of mm-hmm. their voices. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Leonard Cohen is the best example of that because, um, you know, he has, he has quite a lot of songs that he just really doesn't focus on whether his voice is the most beautiful thing in, in the world. He really focuses, yeah. focused, rest in peace, Aleba Shalom, as yeah. we say, in my culture. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, um, he really just like makes it about the music and you can hear how much he appreciates music um and how it's not so much about like the manipulation of the voice as much as it is about the like emotive qualities of the voice of the voice and the way he uses his voice and the content i guess uh that that's what really gave me courage to become an artist like Mm -hmm. because i was never like the type to like get up and sing in front of yeah. anybody ever. Right. Well, and I was always struck by his vulnerability, right? Like I, I, right. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, for, for a long time, like the only, the only music that I was listening to was, you know, groups with, you know, very bombastic and like out there lead singers. Like, you know, my first concert was, Bon Jovi. It was like, well, I think I can't remember which came first, Bon Jovi or Fall Out Boy. But like, either way, oh, you know, Fall Out Boy is my shit. Yeah, so good. Um, but it, you know, either way, it's kind of like it, the idea of like there being sort of an insecure lead singer was was so unheard of to me. And I remember I saw this interview that he did, must have been in like 2008 or something with the CBC, and he was talking about how like you know, part of the reason why he has backing vocals. Um, right, of course. Because he's just so insecure about his own voice. And the idea that there's this mm-hmm. guy who is, by all, you know, measures of it, absolutely crushed it, mm-hmm. but is still so insecure. And so, but, and, and also just the, the fact that he's vulnerable enough to share that. I remember that, like, really, really struck me as a kid. So, like, what do you, what do you make of sort of vulnerability in art? Um, that to me is like, that's the fucking reason I make art that, you know, like my ability, like it leaving space for us to express our vulnerability through it. That is what makes good art too, because like, you know, people want to feel connected to an artist, whether it be a singer or a painter or an actor or whatever. 
-hmm. And um, especially like with Leonard Cohen's type of vulnerability where he just, it's extremely self-deprecating in like the best way. Um, It just, you know, it allows us to feel like equals with the artist. Right. And uh, I think that that's really special, you know, because I think there's a lot of like idolization of artists in our time and also like a general need for us all to just pretend like we are okay and having the time of our lives um and you know the opposite of that is just really powerful for for that reason because because it can't exist very much in very many other places besides art like true vulnerability yeah absolutely all righty well this is leonard cohen with chelsea hotel number two on cjru I remember you well in the Chelsea Hotel. You were talking so brave and so sweet. Giving me head on the unmade bed while the limousines wait in the street. Those were the reasons that was New York. We were running for the money and the flesh And that was called love For the workers in song Probably still is for those of them left Yeah, but you got away Didn't you, babe? You just turned your back on the crowd You got away, I never once heard you say I need you, I don't need you I need you, I don't need you And all of that jiving around I remember you well in the Chelsea Hotel You were famous, your heart was a legend You told me again you preferred handsome men But for me you would make an exception And clenching your fist for the ones like us Who are oppressed by the figures of beauty You fixed yourself You said, well, never mind We are ugly, but we have the music And then you got away, didn't you, baby? You just turned your back on the crowd You got away, I never once heard you say I need you, I don't need you Next up is uh, Lilac Wine by Jeff Buckley. You want to, or wait, do you want to do the title track from the album? Yeah, sure. Let's let's do the title track. Um, It's just so hard. 
Yeah. It's like such a good fucking song. Yeah, for sure. It's All insane. right. So what do you like about uh what do you like about uh, Grace by Jeff Buckley? Um, I guess like a repetition from what I said about Leonard Cohen, like the emotive quality of his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like in addition to that, the crazy amount of skill that he has in his voice, like he has one track on this album, Grace, that's it's called Corpus Christi Carol, and it's literally just him doing like an operatic hymn mm-hmm. by himself, and he sounds like a fucking angel. Um, but yeah, um, this song specifically, it's just uh, his his skill on guitar and his songwriting is just out of this world, like. A lot of guitarists, like my my guitarist and my band specifically, he loves this song because of like the guitar riff just is so crazy. And if you like combine that skill with his vocal skill and then like the tragic story of his life, it's just like the perfect artist. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So for for those for those who don't know, um, what is the uh, what is the tragic story of his uh, of his life? Um, he just, you know, suffered with, like, through a lot of depression and mental illness, um, like, and addiction, I believe, like, through his artistic career and throughout his life, um, and you can hear that so clearly in the music, you can hear that he's really, like, feeling completely everything that he's saying um which is a huge burden i feel like as an artist to need to like and to go in completely undefended and feel every single thing that you're that you're um you know expressing that you're singing every time it's so emotionally tolling yeah for sure i guess um and at the same time it's like sacred you know yeah so i mean how do you do that without it you know i mean like obviously like i i think that one of the one of the things that i like about your music the most is is just the emotion that you convey in your in your vocals so like how do you you do that without it taking a toll almost you know what i mean like where where if you're kind of constantly having to go to this like very heavy place in order to to get that emotion across how do you do that I, i would just imagine that that would be very draining it's actually a really interesting question that I don't necessarily have an answer for because <laughs> um, like most of my first album um, it was a really sad album and like myself have, you know, I've struggled with my own like amount of depression and mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, mental illness. And I think that a lot of, you know, that kind of is tied in with um like just the amount that I feel in this world, I feel like I'm, oh my God, I'm a hypersensitive person. Right. Sneak peek. That's like the title of one of my songs that I'm releasing um, in the next few weeks. It's called hypersensitivity. Right. <laughs> um, and that just like defines my life. I'm like spiritually, emotionally, a hypersensitive person 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 like I can really react to things emotionally I'm a huge empath I take Mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff on um and a lot of a lot of that album I made out of that 
place where and mostly solitude as well like I recorded I'm sorry I didn't record it alone but I wrote all those songs while I was living alone and just like basically didn't have a choice but to like completely face and confront myself completely every day you know like with without much distraction from myself and my feelings and music became like a really vital coping tool for me for a while and uh after after that I mean you know like in terms of um depression I would say I'm like fully recovered um and if you know I think that's kind of like a rich thing to say but like (laughs) 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 but um I've I've really made a lot of like changes in my life I've like you know take really good care of my physical health and um my mental health in a lot of ways um and um and since that since that kind of like hardship and um you know depression kind of left my life so did for a while my desire to create right which was which was difficult um and so now I'm in the process of rediscovering um, what it is to like be an artist and create out of a place of fulfillment and healthy boundaries and like just general self love, um, which has been an interesting adventure. And I have to say like, not easy, but I would say, um, in a sense, um, my new song, Hypersensitivity, all, all those songs were kind of created out of that place. So. Right. Yeah, well, I mm-hmm. hope people check them out when they come out. But uh, until then, this is Grace by Jeff Buckley on CJRU. She cries to the clicking 
Um, so next up, uh, 070 Shake. Is that how you pronounce that? Is yeah. that like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So we got Guilty Conscience by 070 Shake. Um, what do you like about this tune? Uh, Osama Sheikh is such a cool artist and I've really like had the privilege of watching her, you know, not personally, but just from an artistic standpoint, come into her own over the past few years. Um, she was like initially um, just like a hard trap artist and um, she's queer. I'm not sure like how she identifies, but she is like a, a queer artist and um she um so she's she's a queer artist who have like really watched come into her own over the last few years and um you know that's uh it's looked like um at first you know she was a kind of like a more hard trap artist and um she gained a lot of popularity popularity not just because of like her artistic skill but also her voice is so interesting it's like really androgynous right um you know, uh, and I think androgynous voices are something that, like, you know, is really interesting and draws people in a lot. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm always, like, so flattered when people tell me my voice is low. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, her voice is super low. I mean, uh, stereotypically, like, for a, for a stereotypically, like, femme person, I guess, um, and she just, uh, she started as this really, like, hard trap artist. Um, and recently she put out this album called Modus Vivendi, which is, like, the definition of ethereal trap. It's, like, 80s synths, like, all mm. these, like, really experimental, textured, grimy, like, synth sounds and, like, reverby um, uh, kicks and stuff um drum samples just like weaved into this beautiful um like reverby wet like expressive femme androgynous trap like right it's really cool yeah mm-hmm. all right sweet well sometimes you know <laughs> gotta leave it at that uh this is 070 shake with guilty conscience on cgru My mind won't let me rest Voice in my head I hear what it says I can't trust a thing If I picked up and left How fast did you forget?
So next up is Sev Deliza with Oh My God. Um, what do you like about Sev Deliza? This song is sick. This artist is sick. My friend, uh, two of my friends from uh, OCAD showed me this song when we were in the car on the way back from like a studio visit. Um, and I was immediately like, I need to pull over and save this song. Right. It's so cool. It like captures everything that I'm obsessed with about this like current experimental trap like grime like female fusion kind of like world of music um another another artist that like I should have named uh I'll just like shout out is like Grimes her recent album Miss Anthropocene I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I think I think that's how you pronounce it. It is like my favorite thing ever. I could listen to it all day, like the yeah. album all the way through. Um, probably my favorite song from that album is Violence. Right. Um, but yeah, she um, she also like, like uses a lot of those glitch experimental like samples and right. effects, like super just reverby distorted overdriven everything um and yeah i i just i love it it's such like a cyborg experience um yeah they're both such good artists that that do that really well uh and i guess um yeah subdeliza as an artist in her music videos she's she's uh also like a dancer and it's just it's really cool seeing her like merge her two mediums grimes as well 
who's like a neuroscientist or whatever. Yeah. You know, just like merging her insane in- intellect with like her music is a really, yeah. it's a really cool crossover as well. Yeah, I I love when people do that, and I, it's been it, it's always just so interesting. To, like when you when you you know you listen to, I, I remember the first sort of story of that that I heard was Brian May from Queen. I'm not you know I. I'm not the biggest Brian May fan um, for reasons that I won't get into, but like I, like isn't he like he's like a rocket scientist or something? Like doesn't he have like yeah. something stupid like three PhDs or something? Where it's just like, <laughs> yeah. But, um, so I'm interested in in something that you touched on, where sort of blending different mediums, and, and that's something that I think that you do really well. Like your your visuals are fantastic and like you know i've i've followed your instagram for a while now and like everything that you post is like it's so interesting to look at and so cool um so what do you see as like like how do you go about sort of merging the two yeah that's a great question um i can't talk about my music without talking about my art they like a hundred percent influence each other and I don't have synesthesia, but I fucking like feel colors and I see music and like, I just, I really like feel the crossover between the two, uh, those two senses as like a really intense and like uh, true experience. Especially, uh, I think I think one of the ways that I, I'm most proud of doing that is, um, so, so, Generally, most of my album covers are paintings, mm-hmm. um, my own paintings. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I was doing all self-portraits because I just had this idea. I was like, I personally really liked seeing, especially fam- female artists, like faces when I, or something, when I would listen to their music. Right. Um, it's just it's just really like interesting, I guess, to put like a face to a sound. Um, and also my my uh, specialty as an artist is like I'm a figurative painter mostly, so that's what I do. So it came really naturally, and also was really easy because I could just be my own model for, for <laughs> my paintings, um, and equal like mark. And it was it was also like kind of a business move. I wanted to market my paintings through my music and vice versa, right. kind of have them feed off each other. Um, but yeah, I, I really like I, all of my songs. I really like listen to them and I feel them and I automatically know like, oh, this song is that color. And right. I just kind of um, do the painting based on that. So like the album cover for Hands, um, mm-hmm. the background is like orange and yellow. Right. Um, and for Grace, the EP, the background's blue for blue it's like literally a painting of my face underwater right um for teeth i started getting a little less specific about it because it was getting to be a lot of work at that point when i was releasing but uh, a lot of people think the teeth album cover is a photograph but it's actually like just a realistic spray paint um self-portrait that i did like of my face i also like i do murals um and c i actually recorded c 
Um, while I was on site painting a mural in Smith Falls, Ontario last year wow. for, for the tweed, for this like uh, weed company tweed. Sweet. And when I painted it, it was, I painted it with like three other artists and like three assisting artists. And it was the biggest mural in Canada at the time when we painted it. Wow. So it was like a month and a half of like 12 hour day work. It was like the fucking best month of my life. No, I'm just kidding. I've had a lot of good. I'm very blessed. I have right. had a lot of great times in my life, but it was, it was really great. Um, and I recorded C in my like little like bedroom of the Airbnb that uh, we were staying in while we were painting that mural. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, they, they all really like influence each other. And I loved C. Um, it's, I love C. It's really like ethereal and it was highly influenced by this song. Maybe it was Beach Baby by Bonnie Vare. Okay, nice. But it was a very guitar-y song. I wonder what song it is. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, so many songs that I love. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe maybe while while you think of it, uh, we can check out uh, Sevdaliza. Oh, um, yeah. We haven't listened to her yet, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is Sevdaliza with Oh My God on CJRU.
So, uh, so next up is the is our CanCon quota segment of the show. You've picked uh, Feist, Let It Die. Um, what do you like about Feist, and what do you like about this album? Um, I guess it was just it was like the primary album that I listened to when I woke up in the morning, uh, when I was um, living on my own, and like basically in the time period where I wrote my whole first album. Right. Um, so I guess that's why I picked it as like a huge influence. Um, it's a great, it's a great album to wake up to. It just, yeah. it's like a feel good album. There aren't that many like feel good albums like this out there. I feel, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's like effort. It just like is effortlessly, you know, relaxed and like happy, but you know, also contains a range of emotions, but it's not heavy at all in contrast yeah. to the other like pieces that I picked, you know? Right. Right. So I, I love, you know, sort of wake up music and, you know, mm-hmm. we like literally earlier today, I mean, when they all come out, it'll probably be like a couple weeks ago. We had a guy named Clint Boone on the show. Um, who's the keyboardist um, in a band called the Inspiral Carpets. They're sort of like one of the big, the big Manchester bands in the late eighties, early nineties. And he, one of the songs that he picked was God only knows by the beach boys. And, and his view was that like, if, if that kind of became, if that song became socialized into society, hold on, sorry, my mom's face timing me. Um, if that song became like socialized into society, the same way, like brushing your teeth is like every morning you wake up and you listen to God only knows everyone would just be so much happier. Um, Tears in my eyes currently. Yeah, Such um, a vibe. Yeah, so, so what are some other, what are some other uh, like wake up music that you like to listen to? Let me look at my playlist. <laughs> I do have a wake up playlist. I like making playlists as you can see. I actually, I just made, I just made a playlist. Um, that's all like lullabies actually that, like has my song C in it and this like little known song that I have called lullaby for the unborn child. Those are, that's a good, those are good wake up songs of mine, I guess. Yeah. Um, but on my, on my wake up playlist, there is, Oh my God. Okay. The first one on this is like heart wrenching. Actually a lot of my wake up songs seem to be heart wrenching, but I guess then again, this playlist is from a period of that time that I'm telling you about, okay. when everything was heart-wrenching. Um, but yeah, three of the songs are from that Feist album, um, Gatekeeper, Mushaboom, and the Nina Simone cover that she did on the album, When I Was a Young Girl. So cool. Um, but yeah, also Beach Baby by Bonnie Vare again. Yeah. And Burn by Ray LaMontagne. I don't know how to say his name. Okay. Uh, another heart-wrenching song. Yeah, no doubt. Oh. All right, sweet. Well, I hope that uh, I hope that folks check those out and check out uh, Feist with Let It Die. But until then, you know, we're going to listen to three tunes. Uh, this is Feist with Let It Die on CJRU. Well, it's time to begin as the summer sets in, that's the scene you set for new lovers. You play your part, painting it a new start, but each gate will open another. 
June, July, and August said it's probably hard to plan ahead. June, July, and August said it's better to bask in each other. Gatekeeper, seasons wait for you not. Gatekeeper, you held your breath, made the summer go on and on. Well, they tried to stay in from the cold and the wind, making love and making their dinner. Only to find out the love that they grew in the summer froze. February, April said, "Don't be fooled by that summer again." February, April said, "That half of the year where we'll never be friends." Gatekeeper seasons wait for your nod. Gatekeeper, you held your breath, made the winter go on and on. Gatekeeper, gatekeeper. Kids out of their coats, the way the babies haven't been born. Oh, 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 oh. unpacking the bags and setting up, and planted lilacs and buttercups. Oh, 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 oh. but in the meantime, I got it hard. Second floor living without a yard. I'm not afraid to 
So what song did you okay. want to end with? Which which one did we decide? I we, think we're going to end with C. Sweet. That's what I have written down. I just wanted to double check. What can you tell us about the tune C? Oh, well, yeah, I guess I already kind of talked about it. I kind of talked about how I made it in Smith's Falls while I was painting the mural. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked what I wrote as a descriptor when I was pitching it to Spotify for playlists. Mm-hmm. Um which was, uh, you know, that it's kind of like a ode to the beginning of a relationship when, you know, you're just like overwhelmed with gratitude. And I guess, you know, for just like, I guess that's pretty specific to me. That was like at, the, <laughs> at that point when I wrote the song, um, you know, I, I had just like, like got in together with with uh my partner we'd only been together for like a month and a half we've been together for like a year and a half now um and 
and you know i was just i was just really like grateful i guess to have found him yeah. if that doesn't sound too like cliche <laughs> no i hear you um because like right away you know i knew like how like you know in tune we were with each other and like how our lives were kind of just mirrors of each other and it was yeah, really nice like eventually when we collided like halfway across the world he's from germany um but yeah it was just like it's just like a very grateful song and it's kind of like telling the story of how we met mm-hmm. um the beginning of the song goes knew you were the one the first time i saw you from the stage which is like so cheesy but that's yeah. how we met you know i was i was playing a show and he was um in the lineup after me and i just like saw him in the audience and i was like hello yeah <laughs> um but yeah um and i guess yeah it was it's like a very dreamy song um and i also called it like a lullaby for the restless like heart or something in my uh, spotify descriptor just because um it's uh, i recorded it without a click which was right. kind of weird um and unusual i just um played the guitar part like without a click just recorded it on my acoustic guitar um and sang over it so in the production of it we couldn't use anything for it besides like really spaced out synths and things like that didn't require any timing um which actually ended up being perfect and i love the way it turned out and it seems to be like really resonating with some people there was like a couple girls who choreographed dances to it and like sent them to me which like means the world to me because obviously the interesting about music interesting thing about music is that it's like a piece of art that can inspire and like enhance other forms of art like film or like dance or just life just being yeah, yeah you know which is so cool um yeah and my music video for it which i'm editing right now it'll be out like next week i believe um was so nice uh was and i just like went to the beach and he just like filmed me like in the water like kind of doing a performance but more Mm -hmm. just like like i was just like being carried by the water and i realized like you know the waves and this kind of motion of like back and forth and the lull of that and i just realized like how perfect it is that the song is called sea because like there is like a crossover between that motion like the lull and push and pull and ebb and flow of of waves and like the rhythmic um ebb and flow of the guitar and synths i guess in the song yeah yeah that totally makes sense um so before we before we listen to the tune um i always like to give our guests you know a chance to sort of plug and promote anything that they've got going on i know we we talked about you have some you know some tunes queued up for release um what can you what can you tell the people about you know what you have going on where to check you out and uh you know what they uh what they can expect yeah i mean well instagram's a great platform for me personally i love it because like it like then i'm able to kind of show my art and my music at the same time like it's a great right. platform for like multidisciplinary artists 
I guess. Right. Uh, so hit up my Instagram, Ariel Gold Music. Uh, definitely hit my Instagram or my Facebook page, which yeah. is also the same as my um, the same as my Instagram at Ariel Gold Music. Um, or my Spotify, obviously. I'm just Ariel Gold there. Uh, and I like my Spotify is also a great place for you to go if you want to see my art and music because, like I said, all my album covers are my paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, if you follow my Instagram, like, I'll, I'll definitely have some events uh, going on soon, some showings of my art, some showings of my music. And if you are listening to this, please don't feel shy to write me a message. I would love to hear from you.